Good morning, everyone. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Chavav in Maseches Tainus. You know what that means, Barry? We might be finishing the third parak. We have a really good shot at it. But we'll start with the uh, first wide line on Chavayim Bez. Um, this is a reference back to our Mishnayis. As you'll see from the beginning of the fourth parak, um, they forgot to break up the Mishnayis, as Rebari Libuit says, in Maseches Tainus. But that's okay. So we, we're going to have a really nice, nice big Mishnah to look forward to. Um, so at the end of the last Mishnah, we were just talking about when is the cutoff. This is already getting into detail here. Um, you're davening, you're davening, you're davening. It's Maseches Tainus. And sure enough, the rain starts to come. So do you have to continue fasting? A quintessentially Jewish question. Can we start Kiddush now that the rains have fallen? So... When's the cutoff? Machlokas. So in the Machlokas, there was a Tanakama, which, uh, Stam Mishnah is like Rabbi Meir, who holds that it's, uh, Neitzachama. Then we had Rabbi Eliezer, who holds that it was Chatzos. And we had a Brysa, where Rabbi Yehuda held of Rabbi Eliezer's Shita that the cutoff is Chatzos, meaning again, if the rain starts <coughs> after, um, right, um, if it didn't rain until after Chatzos, uh, then you have to complete your fast. Right? As follows. Tanar Banner. Hayim Sanan Biyadulam Gasham Kodim Neitzachama. Lo Yashlimu. Right? So that's the Tanakama. Again, Laachar Neitzachama Yashlimu. That's Steve Rebbe Meir. So again, that's already really early. For us, it's, Neitz is, is late, right? It's like way after we finish learning and davening and everything else. But for a lot of people, if they wake up and it's raining, they still have to fast, according to Rebbe Meir. Okay? Rebbe Huda Omer. Like Rabbi Eliezer in our Mishnah, Kodem Chatzos Lo Yeshlimu Lacha Chatzos Yeshlimu. So the cutoff is Chatzos, and Rabbi Yossi has an even later cutoff. Rabbi Yossi Omer Kodem Teis Shos Lo Yeshlimu. Right? Shows money. As we're talking about here, ninth hour. Okay, Lachar Teis Shos Yeshlimu. So Shekem Atzinu Be'Achav Melech Yisrael. What's the source? So the first person that we have the source here for, we say, is Rabbi Yossi in the Brisa, King Achab. What happened with Ahab? Well, it's like this. He was a king. The kings used to eat dinner at like the ninth hour. And he had not yet eaten dinner. And he considered himself as if he had already fasted. That's the point. How, what's the source? Shanamar says, Do you see? Ahab has humbled himself. Right? This was, this was again, he skipped dinner in repentance. This is a pasuk in Malachim Aleph. Um, he was again the king of the northern tribes, and uh, he he did he did um, he had the people of Navo, um and and uh, and his wife. He had he had he had done he had had people killed, and basically he was going to be um, he he was involved in a homicidal activity, and basically Elion Navi told him that. He was got, his whole family is going to be killed as a consequence. And at that point, one of the things that he did, good morning, Max, in repentance was fast. Okay. Well, Hashem says to Leo Navi, Melacham Aleph, you see, right? He's trying to um, mitigate the punishment for Achav because after all, he was repentant. We see always in, in Tanakh that Hashem uh, recognizes, obviously, that we are fallible, but whether we are repentant or not is usually the case, right? The most stark, I guess, uh, basic contrast between Shaul HaMelech and David HaMelech, where both 
sinned, the sin of Shalom Elch of not killing Amalek fully seems more minor than the potential sin of David Amalek, although we learned already in the beginning of Brachos, that if you say that David Amalek sinned, you are Toet. Be that as it may, on the surface, Pasha Pshat looks like David Amalek did a greater sin, but what is certainly true is that David Amalek's repentance right, was very complete. Good morning, Goranowitz. And therefore, again, Achav, um, definitely a bigger, not as big, I'll show you in a second, not as big of a tzaddik as any of these, um, we're in the fourth wide line of Chafam and Beis, um, but Achav's repentance was somewhat uh, sincere, as we see from the fact that he was repentant, and he fasted. Long story short, Goranowitz, Achav skipped dinner, and therefore we say that he fasted, which is how we learn Rabbi Yossi's sheet on the Brisa, that if you skip dinner, then it's still considered as if you fasted, and therefore it is the ninth hour where it's considered like you fasted. Yeah, Fine. Wanna, how can we, this is a question, how can we, so it's true that he's not a tzaddik, it's a great point, but it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, he's a king, and we're just trying to, we're, yeah, we can learn from everyone. That's a great, that's in itself a Goranot's Muslim moment. We're trying to determine when will be the day, the cutoff of if you don't eat by that hour, it's considered as if you fasted. Okay, let's go. Rabbi Huda Nisiyah, who we know is Rabbi Huda Hanasi's grandson, he's an Amara, Gazar Tanisa, he proclaimed the fast, and then, after Nates, the Gishomim fell, so he thought maybe they should complete the fast. Uh, like We learned more like Rabbi Yezer in the Mishnah, or like Yehuda in the Brisa, that the cutoff is not Nates, but it is Chatzos. Another, do you want to hear a story, Goranowitz? Here we go. Here we go. Shmuel Katan Gazer Tanisa. Shmuel Katan, he, he was Gazer fast, right? Rains weren't coming down, and as soon as he declared the fast, Yordelem Gishamim Kodim Nitzachama, it rained nice and early, Kisurin Ham Lomar Shvacho Shotziburhu. And everybody thought that it was credit to the, the community being a wonderful community that merited this rainfall. Let me give you a story. So it's a story within a story. Let's say you have a servant and he asks for a uh, raise. So what is, so this is a very persistent servant. And the boss just doesn't have the patience to listen to his pestering for a raise all day. So he says to his agents, right, go give him his raise because I don't have the patience to listen to him uh, beg for the raise anymore. Which is to say, Shemuel Akatam was trying to tell him, don't flatter yourself and think that the rains came because of your piety. The rains came because Hashem, like, just, uh, it's the opposite of what we think, right? It's just an unbelievable imagery. We think that no matter what, Hashem likes our davening. Here, he's saying, well, Hashem just doesn't want you to pester him anymore with your tefillahs, so he's giving you the rain. It's a very counterintuitive idea. You never see that. Right, anyway. Right, so Barry uh, makes the point. <laughs> Barry's making a diuk. He, he's saying a, a, a brilliant thing. He says, Hashem... Only, this is the Gemara says in Yavamas, he, he, he desires to hear the tefillahs of tzaddikim. So the diuk is, yeah, the tefillahs of tzaddikim he likes to hear. But just self-serving people who keep davening with tremendous kavana for their own self-serving needs, it doesn't, it doesn't inspire Hashem as much, kaviyachal, right? And therefore, that's just like sometimes pestering. All day, every day, you're saying, you're, you're davening for self-serving needs, 
not quite as uh, not, not not quite as as lovely to Hashem. And and, that's why we have a basic. I don't understand why we have a basic feeling. It's not thinking about yourself. It's thinking about you know something someone else. You get it? I I do. I do get it. I think so, that's a good point. You know, when you're diving, you're not supposed to say I want this and that. You just diving and say holy, holy. You get it? Now, do, I, I do get it, although, be that as it may, I think you're entitled to, you know, ask for personal needs, but uh, you shouldn't get carried away and, and be self-absorbed. Exactly. Okay, so that is... Right, self-absorbed. That's right. what uh, Yeah, why, why is he called Shemola Kata? Uh, we think of Shmuel Katan as being uh, as being less harif, uh, less fire and brimstone with his with his musr. Yeah. Um, okay, so Max is pointing out that Shmuel Katan it seems out of character that he would give this kind of musr to the community. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I just only know from him from Shmuel Oh, I, I know. I I we've de- we developed like some personality over time since Brachos uh, profiles of Rava and Abaye and Rav Papa. We, we think of like a jolly. Uh, large fellow who who uh, was always making shalom, but but um, but Max has been through more shots than us, so he he's he's a guy to profile Shmuel Akaton. Well, let's see. Shmuel Akaton has another episode here. Let's see. Shuv Shmuel Akaton Gazertani. So on a different subsequent occasion. What do you, I don't know why. He's, do you know why he's called Shmuel Akaton? Anybody? Uh, okay, we got to get back. Shmuel Akatan wrote of Lam Malshinim, Atahitikvat, so maybe it is in character with Shmuel Akatan. But they only went to him because he was, it had to be kind of like. <coughs> because it had to be only the kind of guy that would never do it? Yeah. Uh huh. All right, so we have to get, I have to do some Shmuel Akatan research. Blinad, our last guy, gross. Okay, so Shuv Shmuel Akatan, so Shuv Shmuel Akatan Gazotanita, another story since we're, we're on the topic. He was Gazotanis, and, and there the Gishamim fell, what? After sunset already. Oh, wait, after the first sunset. In other words, he declared it and fell right away? Yeah, in other words, before even nightfall. Right? He didn't even have to wait till the next day. So, So then they thought it was the Shevach of Tzibur. So, There again, it wasn't by the merit of the congregation, but rather, So, an Evid again is asking, same analogy, for... Ep- yeah. Are you allowed to call a friend a nickname? We already saw before. One of the things that, uh, I think it was Hanina Mendoza? No. It, one, one of the tzaddikim, we were talking, extolling all the virtues of the tzaddikim, and one of the things he didn't call his friend by a nickname. Are they allowed to call him Shemuel Akatan? We have to look into this. Okay. We, we've seen cases where we called uh, different people by certain names, so we have to look at the details of that. Okay, so, so, Oh, so yes, yeah, so it looks like it wasn't, so I was wondering which Shkia it was. It was not the Shkia right away. No, 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 no. They, they davened, let's say, in the morning, right? They davened in the morning and they did not get it until the following, until almost the end of the day. That's what it was. They davened and the rains came after the fast, right? So then the rains came after the fast, but the rains came nonetheless, and that made the congregation think that the rains, right, were coming in their merit. And he said, could be, could be, but he, but on the other hand, it's the master, 
It's like Hashem is holding our feet over the fire. He's wake, making us wait. You know, like, um, like, like the big mafia bosses or somebody wants to intimidate you and he makes you wait on purpose, on hold, right? Like the president called and make him wait on hold, you know, to show who's boss. Or they, or they put you over the little ledge. All right, right. So anyway, so so he's ma- he's putting us on hold and purposely giving him giving us the reins later. Um, again, he he's he's trying to show that they need to be fully hum- humbled, right? Yep, yeah, this is all Muslim moments. Okay, now so the Gemara asks a funny question. He says, "Well, if the rain comes, Nate's he's saying that he's coming too early because he's sick of your complaining." And if the rains come, if the rains come uh, late, then he's saying it's coming late because he's sick of you and he wants you to realize uh, and learn a lesson. So he's putting you on hold till the end of the day. So what will it take for Shmuel HaKatan to say that the rains coming down are in the merit of the community? Says the Gemara. What does a Shvevach Shavetzibur look like for Shmuel HaKatan? Says the Gemara. If at the very time that you say Mashiva Ruach, a wind starts to blow, and then at the very time that you say Mashmarita Gashem, the rain starts to fall, then you'll know that it's in the merit of the community. Okay. And that is, in fact, something that did happen in the past with some of the Gadolim, as we saw. So, fine. All right. So now we're at the uh, very bottom line on Chafei and Beis, and we're going to turn on the afterburners. Here we go. Okay, so one time they made a fast and load. Reb Tarfan, uh, at, at the time, when they decreed the fast, the rain fell, and he said, uh, let's go. The rain fell, and we can now say halal, right? In other words, he was not, in that particular case, mashlim the fast, because the rain fell in time. So since the rain fell before the cutoff, he says, we do no longer have to fast. As a matter of fact, we're going to make a big kiddush, and we're going to say halal. Says the Gemara, "V'neima halal meikara." So the question the Gemara has is, "Why are you making a kiddush and then saying halal? You should say halal before you eat." That's the question of the Gemara. Do you say halal first or do you eat first? Now we always say halal before we, eat. at least uh, when we say the morning halal. Maybe it's because of the reason the Gemara it says like this: halal." As we arrive at Chafav Amid Aleph and we see the finish line of the third parak, "Ella al nefesh seveya v'cheres meleya." Right, we don't have this uh, halacha, but see the first Rashi in Chavav and Aleph. Mitoch shekasuf bo no sen lechem lechol basar. No sen lechem lechol basar. That looks like it's from benching. Do we say no sen lechem lechol basar in halal? Not as far as I know. It's the halal gadol, right? So it's a different structured halal. So the halal gadol has a uh, has the pasuk from Tehillim no sen lechem lechol basar. So certainly, right, in that context, if you're saying the Halal of those days, so it has, it almost reads like benching. <laughs> it has that parak in Tehillim, uh, Vav. In that, if it has that parak, so then certainly it is more appropriate to say the Halal after you eat. Says the Gemara, is this over? Papa de Avi Govar. There was a famous Beit Knesset in a place called Avi Govar. Um, it was near Mechoza. And he was diving there. Where's Where is that? So we talked about the people of Machoza earlier. They were very, it was very wealthy, uh, very wealthy uh, in Babel. The Gazotinus, and he proclaimed a fast. So the rain fell before the cutoff, right? If we hold like Rabbi Yehuda, 
And so it came before the deadline, and therefore it was going to be a great yantiv. The Amar Halel and Rav Papa, of all people, said Halel first, before a Kiddush. So why did he do that? After all, it says, and the Halel Gadol. My answer is, shiny b'nei mechoza, deshchichi behu shechros. Right? It was a very wealthy uh, community that was, pro, uh, that was prone to drunkenness. And because drunkenness was common, if you made Kiddush first, they'd be drunk by the time they got to Hallel. And Rav Papa, therefore, switched the order in order to not have people, right, not be able to say Hallel due to inebriation. Okay, and therefore that's why he switched it. So neither of those really, because we don't say that halal. That's not the halal gadol that we say. And so that, I, so we don't have a reason to um, eat before halal. And therefore we say the halal uh, right after shachris. Uh, we already talked a little bit about why halal is connected to shachris. Remember in Rosh Hashanah? We talked about halal being connected to shachris. Um, oh, you don't remember? <laughs> there, there was a discussion about Hal being uh, connected to Shachras, and Tkiyah Shofar being connected to Musaf. Okay. Be that as it may. Hadron al Tainius Elo. And we will return. That was a great story. Story. Perak Hasida. I think it wasn't uh, in, in Babel. Where was Machoza? We talked about Machoza quite a few times. We talked about Machoza with regards to the air of there, and we talked about uh, the people there. Um, I'll, so now I have I have to take notes. We have to I have to tell you exactly where Mechoza was, and also um, who Shmuel Akatan was. Okay, here we go. All right, homework. In the meantime, at the at the uh, time of five fifty five a.m., we have a half an hour, and we're going to start the Mishnah fourth parak Chavav Ahmed Aleph. Here we go. There are three occasions in the year where you do what? Nesias kapayim, duchening. Okay, what's this about? Let's see. Arba pamim beyom, four times during the day. Is this farting? Only farting do. Uh, uh, um. So in in Eretz Yisrael, the kohanim duchen every day. They do. Oh, they do. Yeah. Even in Ashkenaz shuls, but but but, let, but let's see, let's see what's going on here with the Quran. You're bringing up a lot of uh, a lot of issues here. So let's see. Arba pamim biyom, b'shachris, b'mosaf, b'minchav, and ilas sharim. Now, amazing thing here. Number one, ilas sharim is what we call ne'ila, right? We only have ne'ila on Yom Kippur. So the first thing that you're going to learn is that there used to be a different structure in davening um, altogether. And especially when it came to the fast days. Whenever, we're talking in Maseches Tainus. So you might have asked when you first see this Mishnah, what does Duchening have to do with Maseches Tainus? So the answer is, we're talking about the times of the year where they used to Duchen during the Tainus. And as we will see, the structure of the Tefillahs during the Tainus included a Ne'ilah. So, in other words, when you look at it, you're used to chakras. Okay, so we do that every day. Mincha, we do every day also. And then you say, okay, well, Musaf, we do a lot. We do that in Shabbos. We do that on Rosh Chodesh. So, we do it on Yantiv. So, I can understand it's talking about Musaf. Ne'ila is only in Yom Kippur. No, the, the Chiddush here is that it include, that the list includes Musaf. Because, why is that a Chiddush? Because Ne'ila, they did during the, 
regular davening for the Tanios. They always did Ne'ilah. It was part of that structure of davening that they always did Ne'ilah in those days. The Chiddush is that they didn't do Tanios on Shabbos, Yontav, and Rosh Chodesh. And therefore, why are they saying Musaf? Oh, that's really the Chiddush. We will see. We will see. Okay. And then, so again, the, when did you do these, the, the structure of davening where you have a Shachas Mincha, sometimes Musaf, and also Ne'ilah? Betainios uva ma'amados uva yoma kippurim. This is the three times of the year, right? Three times we do it. So Yom Kippur we know. Yom Kippur we have Shachras Musaf Mincha Ne'ila. And then the other two times are what we call the Tainios. That's what it's doing, Musechas Tainis. And another thing is called something called the Ma'amados. What's the Ma'amados? Oh, so it says the Mishnah, Elohim Ma'amados. This is what we're talking about. Tainius we know because we're learning Musechas Tainis. So whenever we did these extra, right, you remember we said 24 brachas, in Shemonasrei, we had a whole different structure of the day. So when we're, we're declaring a tainus, you have Ni'ila, right? It's a whole different kind of day. Mamadas is a whole new concept. So what's Mamadas? We know about the 24 Mishmaras, the Mamadas. This is basically what it is. What's Mamadas? The answer is like this. Uh, it's something that we have no longer. Let's harav, right? Unfortunately, we don't have it anymore. Basically, there is an, there's an issue. The issue is... As it says in the Mishnah like this, Okay. When we first had the whole concept of Korbanos in Kohanim, there was Aaron a coin, right? He was the first coin. So obviously, when he was bringing Korbanos, there was no rotation, there was no Mamados, there was one coin. And even when it was him and his sons, they did all the Avoda. So when the Torah, right, stops, when, when, when the Chumash stops, there is no such thing as a rotation. So the question would be, we know that when we had the base of Mikdash, we had a rotation of the 24, right, Mamados, the 24 Mishmaros. And the question is, where did that come from? It can't come from the Psukim, because nobody, right, there weren't Kohanim to do so in the Psukim. So where do you learn it? It says, Tzav es Yisrael, korbani lachmi. That teaches you, right, that the Korban Tamid is something that all of Klal Yisrael have to participate in, which means because of the fact that when a person brings a korban, they have to stand over it, because it says, they have to stand over it. And because the tamid is a korban tzibur, so technically it's everybody's korban, right? That korban tamid was brought every day in the base of Mikdash. And therefore it's technically every, everybody's korban. That would mean that in theory, every member of Kali Israel has to show up for the korban tamid every day which is physically impossible. And therefore, they instituted, right, Chazal instituted a rotation. So that's what the Mishnah is explaining. It says, So you have to, right, bring the Korban Tamid, and it's Tzavis Mnei Yisrael, it's called Kali Yisrael, is involved in this Korban Tamid. As says the Mishnah, Right, it says Tishmarula Hakriv, the halacha that a person has to be Omid al Gabav. So, proxy. We have to make a takana. The Mishnah timestamps this takana to the Nevim Harishonim already. Esrim ve'arba Mishmaros. There you go. 24 Mishmaros. The 24 Mishmaros is, um, is, um, analogous, right? It's patterned. We call it Mishmaros, which is the rotation. And I'll call Mishmar and Mishmar and corresponding to every one of these Mishmaros, Hayamaymud Birushalaim, Shil Koharim, Shalavim, Vishal Israelim. 
Okay, there is a Maimed. So the Maimed again is like the, the rotation, right? So that is, um, that is what Mamados corresponds to Mishmaros. My, a, a Maimed is technically a station. So you have your Mishmar, which is your rotation. You have your Maimed, which is your station. The station is the Kohanim who are doing the Avoda on behalf of the, right, on behalf of Kal Israel. Now, <laughs> exactly. So Max points out, Kohanim, we understand they're doing the Avoda. Levim are there, they're doing the, 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 the singing, exactly. What's Israelim doing? So, remember, are they representing all of Kal Israel? Yes. So the way they instituted it might be a chiddush to us, but there was a level of participation for everybody, for Kohanim, for Levim, and Israelim. So yes, there were Israelite families that were participating in the Mamadis. We talked, we learned all of Masechus Yuma. We didn't hear boo about this. We only learned about the, right, the Mishmaros of the Kohanim. Uh, but here we see, no, there was a division for Kohanim, Levim, and Israelim families, as follows. So the, the Mishnah describes it. When the, it came time for the Mishmar, right, to, to, to stand, and it was their week, um, their two weeks or whatever, period, Kohanim Levim, uh, it's their week, right? It's a week-long rotation, and then it repeats. That's how you get 24, and then it repeats. Kohanim Levim, Olim Yerushalayim. So as Max points out, the Kohanim Levim, they're going to go to Yerushalayim. Oh, so, so Goranowitz, um, is asking what it has to do with Tainus, because there are three times of the year where you have all these fasts, uh, I mean, sorry, all, all of these tefillos that we're going to discuss. And the three times are, number one, Yom Kippur, where you have Ne'ilah. During a Tainus, you have Ne'ilah, so that's what it has to do with. And the third category, as mentioned in the beginning of the Mishnah, is when you're doing these, is the Mishmaros. So just to orient yourself again, we're, we're going to end up seeing, Max, is that, the Kohanim Levim and Yisrael, what they're going to have in common is when it's your turn, okay, to work in the base of Mikdash, then let's say you're Israelim, right? You're going to Davin, Shachos Mincha, Musaf Neila, or, or maybe just Shachos Mincha, but that crew, even the Israelim are going to Davin Neila when it's their week, right? That's going to be the one thing that's going to distinguish them. They may not be serving in the base of Mikdash, the Israelim. But when they're part of their rotation, they're going to say Neila, and their davening is going to uh, connect them to the Kohanim and Levim that are doing the Avoda in the base of Mikdash. And in that way, all of Klal Yisrael is participating, and they are serving as a proxy for all of Klal Yisrael for the Korban Tamid. That's what's going on. Oh, wow. So that connects you to the Tainus. So it's it, well, it's, 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 that doesn't connect you to the Tainus. That Neila that the Ma'amodos are doing, when it's their turn, is the same thing as the Neila that you're doing at the time of Atinus, when those two are the same as the Neila that we're familiar with, which is Neila on Yom Kippur. Okay? So Fascinating so new stuff here. So it's a, like a new variation of Atinus. Well, it's not exactly Atinus. It's three separate things. There's Yom Kippur, and then there's Atinus. Well, well they, all, they all have to do with davening for Hashem. Either it's Yom Kippur, obviously, or Tainus, another case, obviously, which we've been discussing. And this is another thing, connecting to Hashem on a regular rotation. Okay. So, Yezman Mishmar Lalos, Kohanim Yelvim Olim Yishalayim, as we know, the Kohanim Yelvim, they go to Yishalayim. V'Yisrael Shebe'oso Mishmar Mitzkansim La'areim. So, the, the Israelim that are in the rotation, they go to their shuls, V'Karim Be'Maisa Beratius. And they do an additional thing. Not only do they, are they going to have the Ni'ila, as the Mishnah had mentioned, but they have a, a, another additional thing, a Kriya Satyra. They read a Kriya Satyra. 
what are they reading in the Kriya Satyra? They're reading Maisa Bereshis, which is a, the Gemara is going to explain why Maisa Bereshis, but again, it's all, right, Shavach Ve'odala Kodesh Baruch When you're bringing the Korban Tamid every day, you're acknowledging Hashem as the ruler and creator of all. And therefore, that's where you start reading. So, new, you learn something new every day, especially when you learn Yomi, and it's, uh, right, so it's, the Mishnah is teaching us here in Tainus that you are actually in, when you're in Israel in rotation, you're doing a Kriya Satara of the what? Maiseberatius. Let's elaborate on the activities of the Mamaras as follows. We'll read the parentheses. We don't usually do it, but it's, it's instructive here. Arba Yomim Happens to be that the Ancha Maimud would fast Miyom Yom Chamishi from Monday to Thursday, right? So it was your turn as an Israel. Two, you would, so you're reading Kriya Satara, you're saying the Ela, you're fasting, you're really participating. Even though you're staying home, you're not going to your Shalim because there's no reason to. You're not, you don't want to overcrowd your Shalim and you're not doing any avoda. but back at home, you're going to Shari Zayin, you're fasting from Monday to Thursday. Why Monday to Thursday? Well, says the Mishnah, below you misan an Erev Shabbos when they cover the Shabbos. Right, an Erev Shabbos, you're not misan because you don't want to show up like really, really hungry and eat like a pig on Shabbos, you want to be more dignified. This idea that you shouldn't uh, put on the brakes right away and after Shabbos, um, you're going to uh, leave Menucha Oneg, all the eating on Shabbos, go to rest and, um, and then to toil and then fast and become faint. Yamusa doesn't really mean you're going to die, but it means like you shouldn't come down so fast. You have to gradually come from Shabbos. Okay. Uh, separate issue in its own right. Uh, fasting on Sunday we do all the time. I mean, we have fast days on Sunday. We have nitchas, we do it all the time. So that's a question in itself, what exactly that means. Um, but I guess um, th- this is a different kind of uh, fast day. <clears throat> okay. Be that as it may, we see now in the Mishnah continues what was the Kriya Satorah? So, it was the Kriya Satorah for Bereshis. Biyam Arishon, Bereshis Vihirakia. We had to read paragraphs. You know, we always see this. Towards the end of a Masechta, you start getting appetizers for the next Masechta. The beginning of Masechus Megillah discusses a lot of issues of Kriya Satorah. Masechus Megillah, we'll, we'll talk a lot about if the halachas of Kriya Satorah comes from Masechus Megillah. So here we're seeing also, you can't just read, when you read uh, from Kriya Satorah, each Aliyah should have at least Right, it needs to be at least three psukim, as we'll see. And you want to have like ten psukim at least for the entire Kriya Satara, and you're going to have at least three aliyahs. Uh, we're going to learn all of those details, but be that as it may, that um, informs how many psukim we're going to be reading here when we read the Kriya Satara. So it's Biyamarish and Bracious Biharikia, those two paragraphs. So again, psukim one through five, right, in Parak Aleph of Bracious, and then six through eight, and then Bashani, and the second day you hear Rikia, but you cover Maim. Right, so then you repeat from the day before, and then the next day, we're familiar with this when we're reading on, right, on Yantiv and Gullus, and you read like on this day and the next day, or Yantiv and Eretz Yisrael for that matter. Besheni Yehir, Kiyav, Yikavu Amayim, the next Psukim, and then Beshlishi, Yikavu Amayim, Behim Oros, again, moving on in Breshis, Bevi, Yim Oros, Vishisur Amayim, okay, Bechamishi, Yishisur Amayim, Vetotze Aretz, and then Bashishi, Vetotze Aretz, Vichula Shamayim, right, so we're taking it through the days of creation, um, through all six days, and we're laning if you are the Israelim of the Anche Maimed. Okay. I just have a problem with Vayichulu. Why Vayichulu? On Friday? Vayichulu, they were finished. It's a big chiddish, by the way, that Hashem finished. You know, Hashem set, uh, Hashem set the uh, creation in motion, 
he could have set set on a continuously evolving thing, uh, like like a like a Darwinian evolution thing. By Veichul Shamaim, there's a big chiddush that it actually finished. A lot of things were completed and didn't evolve past that. According, according if you understand it like that, that there's there's a certain degree of finish uh, to the world as Hashem finished creating it. Fascinating uh, question in its own right. Uh, philosophy, not for now. Instead, we're going to learn what? Details of uh, Kriya Satora, of this particular Kriya Satora. Says the Gemara, the Mishnah rather still. Parsha Gadola Korinus Abishnaim Vakhtana Biyachid. That the longer paragraph was read by two Alios. That's what that means. And the shorter one by one person. Again, this is just in order to break up the Alios. If you have the larger paragraph, then you're going to break it up into two just to have the requisite psukim uh, for each Aliyah. Fine. So now, when did they have this procedure of Kriya Torah? B'shachris uvimusav, says the Mishnah. Fascinating thing. In Mincha, they're going to read it by heart. Kekorinus shma. Just like you say Kriya Shema by heart. Typically, you're not supposed to say things that are Ksuvin by heart. But Kriya Shema we do. And therefore, this also you could say by heart. Erev Shabbos b'mincha lo yunichnasim p'nei kovah Shabbos. But they didn't have this laning on Erev Shabbos mincha on Friday. Because, after all, you have to get ready for Shabbos. So that is when you had the Maimadim. Now we're going to say there were certain days where these services with the Kriyasa Torah, etc., were not held, as follows. Kol yom shiyesh bohalal ein mamad b'shachras. So any day where you have halal, <coughs> then you're not going to have the Maimad at shachras. <coughs> Excuse me. Korban Mosaf ein b'ni'ilah. And on a day when you're not just saying halal, but you're saying Mosaf, you're not going to say the Maimad even at ni'ilah. Korban Eitzim, on an amazing day, when you bring the Korban Eitzim, what's the Korban Eitzim? There were special days, as we'll see, nine uh, installments during the year where we had to bring wood to the base of Mikdash. When they first got back to the, to the Bayes Shani, there was no wood around, and so certain families stepped up, and they said, I will bring the wood to the base of Mikdash. And when they first showed up, they would bring something called the Korban Eitzim, so on the day that that was a uh, celebratory day, as we'll see, on, the, on such a day, there was no service at Mincha because you needed to have, again, everything that you're going to add, whether it's Musaf or Halel or Korbanatim, is going to take time. And so you don't have time to do that and Kriya Satara. So therefore, the Korbanatim, because it was brought at, that, at, at a time where you're contributing it, right, you're going to... Um, you're going to not have time for Mincha. That was Divir Rabbi Akiva. However, says the Mishnah, Amr bin Azai, Kachaya Rabbi Yeshua Shona, Rabbi Yeshua would teach us following. Rabbi Yeshua was Rabbi Akiva's Rabbi. He would say, Korban Musaf, uh, and, and uh, Nachum Ishkamzu also. Anyway, he would say, Korban Musaf ain bin Mincha, Korban Eitzim ain bin Ni'ila. Okay, so they had it the opposite. In other words, according to Rabbi Yeshua, you'd still have Ni'ila if there was Korban Musaf. Uh, not like the Right, Rabbi Kiva says that if you had the korban musaf, you would still do neila, but not mincha. And if you had the korban eitzim, you would still do mincha, but not neila. Okay. So in the end, the Mishnah records Chazal Rabbi Kiva liyos shonik even azai. Rabbi Kiva adopted this, and therefore, so the wood trumps the korban eitzim trumps neila, but not mincha. The Gemara will explain why. Okay, let's talk more about the korban eitzim. Zman atzei kohanim ve'am tisha. This is what we said before. They had ten, nine times during the year where the right families would bring the wood. So right, so the first day of the year, so to speak, right, as we learned in Rosh Hashanah, uh, according to, to months, um, the first day of Nisan, Bnei Arach Ben Yehuda. That was the name of a, of a person. They donated the wood. 
they were the first family to or to stand up and donate wood, and that wood lasted until when? Esrim Batamas. Esrim Batamas b'nei David ben Yehuda. Okay, b'chamisha be'av b'nei Farish ben Yehuda. So again, from 20th of Tammuz until Chamisha be'av, that wasn't as much, that's not as much wood at all. His, a, per, a perfect question. No, we're not talking about b'nei Yisrael in the, right, in, in, in the Midbar. We're talking about b'ayis Shani. This is, this is Purim time. The return from Golis Bavel. For when they returned from Bavel, from Golis Bavel, they needed firewood, and so families stepped up and contributed. This is really um, right. Like we said, the the mamadas, the mishmaras, the families. Remember, we said before earlier in the Masechta, um, if you know that you're one of Kohanim of the families that you're going to end up serving, and you know your maimed, you know your mishmar, then maybe you can't drink that week. Because maybe the base of Mikdash will be built today, and then you'll end up being inebriated, you won't be able to serve, right? We also talked about haircuts. Well, all of that's gone, let's say, right? All of this is gone. The families that step forward and they get their plaque on the base of Mikdash, the families that were part of the Mishmar and the Maimud, the families that brought the wood, we're learning about them, so they're uh, memorialized eternally. But the fact of the matter is, none of this exists anymore, right? Unfortunately. So we don't have the Mishmaras. Anyway, so that's why we said, let's renu. You could drink if you're a Kohen, right? Because even if it's built, you don't know who it is. It is a Musr. That's true. Right, look at this. These people step forward, and now they're memorialized forever, right? Bechamisha Be'av, Bnei Parash Ben Yehuda, right? We, don't, we now know the names of these people because they, of their, uh, as Gorano says, because of the fact that they were donating. Because of their generosity, we see that different people gave different amounts. Like we now know that Bnei Barish Ben Yehuda only gave enough wood for two days, but okay, they gave, they're, they're still in there. Right, so he each gave a little bit less. And the Kohanim and the Levim participated with them in the wood festival. But anyone who was uncertain of which Shevet he is, they would also, the Gemara will explain. What does this mean? If you didn't know what, what Shevet you were, then um, you would also party when the wood came. We'll see what this means. The Gemara will explain what this means also. The family of what? They smuggle pestles and they're they cut figs. What's this all about? Uh, you have to hold on to the Gemara. We'll explain why these families were called that. Okay, on the 20th is Mepachas Moav Ben Yehuda. And Be'esrim Be'elul Bnei Adin Ben Yehuda. 20th Elul is the family of Adin, the son of Yehuda. And Be'echad Be'teves Shavu Bnei Farush Shnia. And coming back around to Bnei Parush on the 1st of, of Teves, they actually... Um, came back and donated wood again, so they get to be mentioned twice. Oh, so that was the order of the wood. So be that as may, again, when you're bringing the wood is when you have the what? When you're bringing the wood is when you do not have the ni'ilah, but you, uh, I'm sorry, when you, right, do not have the ni'ilah, but you do have mincha. Okay, that's when you're bringing the wood, as we ended up saying. And when you say, right, halal, then you don't bring a uh, shacharis. Uh, I'm sorry, you don't bring a maimid b'shacharis, right? That's what the Mishnah said. Says the Mishnah, amazing. Be'echad b'teves, lo'ayab a maimid. 
then they didn't do a Mayamid service at all. Why? Shayaba Halel, Bekorban Musaf, Bekorban Eitzim. Right? We know that the Musaf knocks out the Mincha. The, right, the uh, Eitzim knocks out the Neila. And, right, and the Halel knocks out the Shachris. Right? This is all the different cases where the Korb, again, what knocks out Kriya Satara? Right, we're not knocking out chakras Musaf Mincha, but we're knocking out the 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 special Kriya Torah of the brachis that we do. Again, Amaimid had the Israelim had a special service in Shul where they read from the Sefer Torah of brachis. So, in order to knock out that Kriya Torah, you had to you had to either have the wood ceremony or a Musaf, right, or a um, or, or a Hallel. Those would be the three things that would respectively knock out. The Kriyasa Torah of the Maimad for the Shachris or the Mincha or the Musaf. Oh. So when was there a day that you would knock out all three? It would only happen once a year. When would it happen? Dafyomi coincidence. Rosh Chodesh Teves. Today is Dal and Teves, so we missed it a little bit. Wow. But it would happen because you remember, when is Rosh Chodesh Teves? It's Hanukkah. So you say Hallel. Your Chodesh Tevis always falls out of Hanukkah by definition. So it's Hanukkah, so you say Hallel. It's Rosh Chodesh, so you say Musaf. And it's Tevis, and, and so it's one of the dates where you bring the wood. So in those days, they brought the wood, they said Musaf, and they said Hallel. Bang. Hanukkah in the second base of Mikdash. How do you love it? And it's not the only coincidence. For us to be three days off is like a lot. Every top and every seems to coincide with the holiday. Unbelievable. Yeah. So That was the trifecta. And so therefore you would you would take away the Maimon altogether. That that Kriyasatara. Fine. Okay, and now a famous part of the Mishnah. Now that we talked about all the different cases that brought drought, we're going to talk about the tragic events that happened on Shivasa Batamas and Tishabov. This is famous, this is brought down in Shokanar. Five tragic events happened. Five in Tishabav. As we finally turned Chavavam Beis, Nishtabra Luchos. Right, that was the breaking of the Luchos. Uvatal Atamid. The Tamid was discontinued. Right, it's obviously the begin, the the not even the beginning of the end. It was a terrible thing. Um, there's really the machlokas in Yerushalmi on exactly what was going on. Uh, the truth of the matter is that all of these, uh, while they sound like, oh yeah, Batal Atamid, there's a lot of historical uh, question as to what exactly it's referring to. But be that as it may, the Korban Talmud was discontinued. Hufkar, ear, the city wall was breached, right? Like if you're David Katz, you could spend a month on this, on this uh, portion of the Mishnah. You know, exactly which part of the breaching of the city, uh, what exactly is the historical context is a lot. Vesarf apostomus, it's a Torah. Apostomus burnt the Torah. So again, they say this is a Torah of Ezra. It's not just one, a safer Torah, which is bad enough in itself uh, uh, to consider a tragedy, but it was the like definitive safer Torah. Brought a lot of Tsaurus later, right? Because we need to have the 70s of Canaan to all be on the same page, literally and figuratively. Okay. Behemit selim behechal, again, the idol in the in the Heichal, a terrible thing. This is also referring to Apostomus did that, according to one opinion here, Shami. Um, and, and, and therefore, that was the fifth thing that happened on Shabbat Sabbatamus. But Tishabe'av, the following occurred. Nigzar Okay, that is in the Midbar, Garanowitz. That was the Miraglim. 
It's the day of the destruction of the first and the second bias. The city of Betar was conquered, which was like uh, the real beginning of the end. And by the way, they were slaughtered. It, that was considered a great city with a large Jewish population. Um, you know, it would be like the biggest city, so to speak, being destroyed. A, tr- a true tragedy indeed. And the city of Yerushalayim was plowed under, obviously horrible. Therefore, the Mishnah says, when Nicholas Av Mimatim Besimcha, Rari Leibowitz, to the best of his recollection, he doesn't recall that Mishnah Nicholas Adar Marbim Besimcha, which we're more familiar with, uh, being in either Mishnayas, as this is, or in Shulchan Aruch, as this is. Uh, I seem to recall it, but he said, no, he knows better than me. And therefore, really, the converse is true. In other words, Mishnah Nicholas Av Mimatim Besimcha, how so? How do you show less Simcha? Well, you're supposed to, we'll see actually. And we'll see it actually in Masechus Megillah also. So this is an appetizer of Masechus Megillah. But we have a lot, celebrations are, uh, are usher as we know. We, we start not eating, uh, wine as we'll see and, uh, drinking wine and eating meat, etc. as we know. Once we have what we call the nine days, right? Um, but that I've heard it also said, If you see somebody eating, uh, flesh in the nine days, it should shock you. Similarly, if you see somebody depressed in like on the fourth of Adar, that should shock you as well. It's supposed to be in great spirits. Anyway, so now let's talk about the details of the halachas of Tisha B'av, now that we mentioned it. Now we're really back in Tainus. This is talking about not Shabbos, but the week. On the week of what we call Shavuot Shachalbo, the week of Tisha B'av is going to come, you're not supposed to cut your hair or do your laundry. But if the tish, if Tisha B'av falls on Friday, then you're allowed to launder clothes on the Thursday, the preceding Thursday, because of covered Shabbos, right? Because you want to be able to, right, go into Shabbos with laundered clothes, okay? Erev Tisha B'av, on Erev Tisha B'av, lo yachal adam shnei tafshilin, now we're talking about the Sudam of Sekes. So it, it's a machlokas here again too. Is this referring to the entire day? We don't hold like that. We eat all day. But then the Suda Mafsekes, right, we don't make fancy. A person can't eat two cooked foods. Lo yachal There you're not going to have wine and meat. And Rav Shem Yishane. should make some sort of shinui in the meal in order to show that this is a different, more depressing kind of meal. Rav as part of, um, right, as part of the, uh, impending mourning process turns over the bed. This is something we don't do anymore. They used to turn over the beds because they, the way their beds were, they were a cot that was functional, whether you had it or you turned it over, and functional but slightly less comfortable. So they had this idea of kriyas hamita. We don't have it because either we turn over the mattress, which is the same, or it feels the same, or we would turn over the bed, which would make it unsleepable on it. So we don't have this kfiya samita because we construct our beds differently. Be that as it may, the chachamim did not agree with this turning over the beds on the Erev Yantim. Now, concluding with a discussion of the Yom Tovim, Amar Rabbi Shimon bin Gamliel. By the way, when it comes to the halachas of Shur Shechalbo and all those things, the Ashkenazim are much more machmir than the Right, then the, uh, Sephardim. The, the Sephardim, what they, what we do for the three weeks, they do for the nine days. And what we do for Shur Shechalbo, they do for the nine days. Anyway, let's talk about good days. Let's finish off on a good note for our people who are about to dive in. I'm Rashim Gamliel. Lo yimum tovin lisol bechamishasar be'av, uchiyom kippur. Yom kippur and two be'av were the, uh, festive days. Shabahen, 
well, Yom Kippur for obvious reasons because it, we're getting the kapara. And on Tubav, Shabahain Bnos Yushalaim, Yosus Bakhilov and Shaulim, the all the Bnos Yushalaim would get borrowed wide garments. This way everyone's borrowing. Even the rich girls are borrowing, so the poor girls don't have to feel embarrassed. Shalom Levai, Shasmisha Ainlo, as the Mishnah says, to not embarrass who he who doesn't have. And everybody has to immerse their, their clothes in the mikvah. They go into the vineyards. Young man, raise your eyes. Choose for yourself a spouse. How do you choose a spouse? Not by beauty. Look at the family. Uh, because it says, This is obviously, right, when we talk about the Eish Chayil. Um, the next passage says, Give her the fruits of her hands, let her praised with her deeds. And so that is even the next category of women that don't even, don't have the beauty or the yuchus, but it's the maisim. What are the hermidos? says, Go out the girls of Adorn with the crown of the wedding day and the heart's joy. Right? Shlomo is allusion in this case to Hashem. The emo is a reference to Klal Yisrael. B'yom chusanto, says the Mishnah, is matan Torah. B'yom simchas libo, zabinyan beis ha-mikdash. That she'ibona b'mhera b'yameinu. The beis ha-mikdash be rebuilt soon so that we can experience this and all other joyous days. We will resume with the Gemara, Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow.